Yo, we are back with another episode of We're Not As Dumb As We Think We Are podcast. My name is Aaron. And I am Bill. So, our podcast today is it's going to be a doozy, because I have no idea what's going on. But Bill, fortunately, I do have an idea of what's going on. So, Bill's going to interview me, he says, yeah. with questions that I just have to answer. So, I don't know what he's going to ask me. I don't know what's going on, so... This should be good. We always like to live on the edge, but last podcast we did, I think, on the Holy Spirit, I felt like while we had a good conversation, it was more um, me talking, and I thought it would be good to get some thoughts from Aaron. So I'll start with a question that I think everybody in St. Louis should be able to identify with, and uh, it's not really a dumb question, but it's it's a question that I think you'll want to remember, Aaron. Okay. Um, Where were you, and what was your emotion? When the final seconds ticked away in Boston and the Blues won the Stanley Cup. So I was at my house. So we started watching the game at church. We had youth group that night. So at the end of church, we watched the first and second period on the big screen. So that was pretty cool. Um, So then we watched the third period at my house. I stood up the whole third period. I couldn't sit down. I was too nervous slash excited. It wasn't a close game. It wasn't, but it was uh, that third period. We're only up by two, so... Anything could have happened. And then we scored that third goal, which... Which was the fourth still goal. Made, no, no, we scored the third goal. And then I don't remember where we scored the third goal. I think it was the third period. Anyway, that made me less nervous, but I still was. But then when they scored that fourth goal, I was like, oh, we're definitely winning. So then it kind of took like, oh, I was hoping for more like, yes, at the end, you know, like they pulled it off. But yeah, when that final whistle blew, I was excited. I clapped. I screamed, I woohooed, all that good stuff. I picked up my son, threw him up in the air a bunch of times. My daughter told me multiple times I was being too loud because she was trying to watch something on the iPad while I was watching the hockey game. So um, I was extremely excited, and then my wife and I watched all the interviews and all the cup stuff, so that was pretty cool. Well, that's good. And you're going to the parade tomorrow. That is the plan, to go to... Tomorrow would be Saturday at the parade, in case you're at a different time. Yes, going to go down to the parade, watch all that stuff with thousands of other blues fans so it should be fun well that's good that's good that's a very memorable thing for all st louis folks oh for sure so that is is exciting you know you know what it made me do it made me want to pull out my 2015 royals champion oh yeah hat. and so i did <laughs> that's that's what i did well i'm glad you can even i joined can in. relish in the past i did i did so it's good well, I thought it would be good to ask you some questions and uh, and see if we can get any uh, really good thoughts uh, for folks to kind of uh, think about as we head into um, Sunday will be Father's Day. So, um, first question I had for you, Aaron, is you're a relatively young guy. I am. Uh, and a father, a son, a husband. Glad you didn't say Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't say that you were the Trinity. I am a father, a son, and a husband. I know. And what I and you're a young guy. So my question to you is, I've been looking at a lot of different studies, reading a lot of different things about how people struggle to maintain their Christian walk, um, particularly younger folks. So I thought it would be good to, to hear, not so much from the ministry point of view, just from a, a Christian point of view, what do you do to stay fresh and excited and enthusiastic um, about your walk with Jesus? Oh, that's a good question. Thanks. Um, that I wasn't expecting. I had no idea where this was going to go. 
What do I do? Well, the biggest thing I try to do is spend quality time with me and Jesus on the regular basis. I try to do it every morning. It doesn't always happen for some reason, but usually I'm pretty consistent. And I like to spend time um, in the Bible, reading it and, and pondering on it. I'm a type of guy that I can't read a whole lot at once because if I read four or five chapters, it won't, nothing will stick. And so I kind of have to, I read usually one or two chapters, no more than that. And then I try to write down a verse that kind of stuck out to me and then kind of pray over that verse and like what, what it was saying and how it, I can apply it to my life today. And so right now I've been going through the Psalms lately. So it's been interesting to read through the Psalms and just hear David's perspective on different things he was going to. Like I'm literally being, I mean, Psalms really, when you read it, you're really being nosy into the life of someone else conversation with God. So that's cool. And then I'm, I try to spend time praying. Usually I'll do a little bit in the morning, but a lot of it's throughout the day. Um, and so that's probably the biggest thing to stay fresh. So now you're, you're, you have a wife, you have two children, you have a job, and you're pretty much so in the Bible at least a little bit every day? That's yeah. pretty impressive. Yeah. I have a time to do that. Um, I get up early. Okay. So usually I get up between 5 and 5.30, and then I like to spend that time between like 5.30 and 6 in the morning to spend time with just me and Jesus. And then I go about and go work out and get to work. So, Okay. Would you say that you're you're excited about your walk with Jesus? And is that, I mean, would you use that word to say how it is most of the time, some of the time? And um, how, do you, how do you keep it? Because I hear a lot of people, younger and older people, say, eh, it, just, it just gets stale, it gets boring. It does. Sometimes sometimes there are parts of my life when I'm just like, I just don't feel like it. And whatever reason, it could be I'm struggling with temptation. I'm just kind of apathetic. I'm tired. Um, a lot, something I've done is my phone can be a huge distraction like a lot of people. And so I've had to like put, you could on Apple's or iPhone's, you can do like screen time thing where you can't use different apps and stuff at certain times of day. So I've done that to help like, me not just scroll through Instagram randomly instead of spending time with Jesus. But there are times when, man, I am excited, like I'm reading something in Scripture that really is interesting me, or I've just been really spending quality time praying. But then, yeah, there are those valleys, there are those peaks. And I think the probably the best thing to do when you're in those valleys is just force yourself to do it. Because usually, if I just force myself to do it, it's not the best, but it's you can still get something positive from it and build upon that. Hmm. Um, yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense, and that's hard. I mean, I was thinking about athletes do that. I mean, you have to work through yeah. difficult times. And it, and it could be, instead of just doing it for 20 minutes, you just like, I'm just going to spend two minutes. I'm going to read a few verses. I'm going to pray a prayer for my day and hopefully be connected to God throughout the day. And I think that's okay. I mean, I, I know God would probably want more time with us, but I think he won't be like, you only gave me two minutes today. I can't. I can't work with that. Like, no, God can still honor that and still, you know, build upon that. You just have to push through. It's gonna be a hard question, but that's what I like to do: ask hard questions. Um, can you share? Are you? Do you have something in mind that you say is one of the most exciting things that's happened to you as far as spiritually in the last, I don't know, month? month you know, exciting thing. Yeah, I mean, what is it that just like just really? wow, I feel like I'm really connected with Christ. I'm on fire. Things are good. I don't know. I mean, I hear you in here all the time in the office, but 
anything that, that you could share that would say, this is what's going on, and I mean, I am really pumped about this. Um, it's interesting, because you're catching me at a time in my life where probably the last month it's been one of the, the lower points in my like walk with Jesus, not like where it's like there hasn't been a ton of excitement. It's almost been like, all right, this is this is the job I got to do, and I'm doing it. I will say this, just this week, I uh, so my goal this week, like physical-wise, is I'm trying to get 150,000 steps. I talked about this on my Instagram in story day? this week. No, 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 the whole week. So <laughs> it's like 21,430 steps a day. And so I've been walking a lot more, running a lot more. So the other morning, I walked around the YMCA and the park and the lake, and I just spent time praying out loud like while I was talking. So when I walked by me, thought, who's that weirdo talking to himself? But that was really beneficial for me. And we kind of talked about this the other day with, with you about, like, I find a lot of, like, spiritual... I feel more spiritually connected with God when I talk out loud. Um, like, I can write out my prayers or think about it, but I can be the most focused as I'm actually verbally talking out loud. And so that other, just this week, I was a really good, I felt, yeah, that just, I felt good. I felt connected to God. I was excited about just a day ahead of me because I'd spent that quality time. Outside nature is a beautiful day. And then um, getting to have that conversation with him, just me and him about lots of things, you know, my family, my job, my ministry, God's direction for my life. I've been trying to pray about that more, just God to continue to guide me where he wants me to go, what he wants me to do in my life. Okay. I think, that, I, think I mean, I think it was a great thing, and, and I agree with you. I have started praying out loud, too, which is a weird, but, and I thought it was my job to be the weird one on staff, but I'm glad you're kind of encroaching on my territory. Uh, I, I'm... You're probably on like the five yard line of your goal line, and I'm on like the five on the opposite goal line. So we're not that close. Don't get too excited. I don't know. You, you might be becoming more like me than you would uh, care to admit. Don't worry, Kara. He can still change. Well, uh, <laughs> you did make me think of a question. You you talked about this is kind of one of the more challenging seasons of of your walk, mm-hmm. and yet you still walk pretty closely. But I suspect that there are a lot of people, a lot of guys, maybe even a lot of gals too, that go through those times. And it seems really dark. Mm-hmm. Hard to, it's like running and you can't run another step. I don't know. Some people run and they can praise and they can sing and they can quote Bible books. Whenever I'm running, yeah. it's like I'm thinking about trying to stay alive. Yeah. And I think a lot of people get in that kind of a season. So what advice do you give them to be able to, to push through? Because that's really what you're doing. You do it really pretty well. What do you give them to push through when your faith is less than exciting? Well, I get two things come to mind. One is talk to somebody about it. I say, don't be afraid to just have a conversation with somebody and say, man, I'm really just struggling right now. And just, and maybe you're not even asking them to give you advice or even to give you help. You just need to talk about it. Because I feel like talking about with someone, one, put some accountability on your shoulders that someone knows that you're just fighting to spend time, fighting to connect with Jesus, but you're struggling. And so that can be a help. And the other one is, is just spend a few moments, beginning of your day, praying to God, simply asking him to use you, to be connected to him, to feel his presence. And I feel like that's just the baby steps you need to take. Um, Because sometimes... When it rains, people say it feels like it's pouring, and it can be a real hard struggle to get out of that. Um, but, man, 
there's nothing that I've, there's literally nothing that can get you out of those seasons of life besides the power and grace of Jesus Christ. And I think we have to believe that and know that and, and accept that. And I think that's what's going to get us from just struggling to make it. Yeah, I, I agree. That's, that's, I mean, it sounds really simple, but it's it, really Yeah, it does do. sound simple, yeah. And it is, it's not easy. It's not just like, oh, yeah, I can do that. That's no big deal. Like, I'd be a big jerk to saying, well, if you don't do this, it would be all better, you know? Like, people are like, oh, okay. But it just, sometimes you just, you just need 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. Just 30 seconds connecting to Jesus can change your whole day. Well, I think, and, and what you say, I think we have to believe that it's going to pass. I mean, these four words, this too shall pass. I mean, yeah. that that's a true thing. I mean, even though it seems like yeah. it seems like it's been there forever, yeah. those seasons do change. And it's okay to say, I just don't really feel like it. Like, it's okay to admit that, but it's not okay to be okay with it. Yeah. Like, you can get in those spots, but don't be okay with just being, eh, you know. Say, you know what, i got to push through. i got to start with 30 seconds today. i got to start with a minute tomorrow. i got to start with five the next week, you know, and then... Like, good things will happen as and you will be connected to Jesus, and that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that really is. No, I think that's good. Appreciate that. I want to shift gears a little bit, and we're still on our, on our interview as we are trying to get in-depth spiritual insight. From Aaron Peer. That's right. Um, but it's Father's Day coming up, and I thought that as it a— is. Yeah, I know. And I wanted to get a question uh, out to you, a couple, really. Um if you were giving advice to young fathers today, what's the most important thing that a uh, young father, and I'll say young, 30, 20, something like that, what, what's the most important thing that a young father can do for his family? Be present, meaning when you're in the presence of your family, give them your attention. It's easy to be like, for me, it's easy to be like, oh, I just want to play PlayStation. I want to get on my phone and do something. Um, I want to do my own thing but I have seen things happen I've heard of unfortunate unimaginable things of of parents losing kids at ages you don't ever want and you you don't know you we just don't know and so take advantage of the times that you are with your family don't be selfish don't, no matter how hard you want to. And this, I struggle with this. This isn't like something like, I do great at this all the time. But man, you're in the presence of your family, be present with them. Spend time with them. Play with your kids. Love your wife. Um, and you won't regret it. I, I won't ever look back and think, man, I really wish I spent more time on my phone while I was in the presence of my kids or my wife. Man, I really wish I, I played more PlayStation or I really wish I hung out with my friends. No, you want to say, man, I wish I would have spent more time with my wife and my kids. Hmm. That's good. That is good. Um what, what would you say uh, has been the most rewarding thing uh, about you being a father? Um, the, the day my daughter was born, um, October 24th, 2000, and, oh gosh, 15. No, was it 15? No, 14, 2014. Oh my gosh, my daughter's going to be five. Anyway. Maybe the, we can edit that. That day she was born. <laughs> you, we can. The day she was born, I remember being held by the nurses and I couldn't even speak her name. Like we hadn't told anyone her name, but Karen and I only knew what her you name. You couldn't speak her name because you had, I was so, emo- yeah, oh, I was oh, emotional. I was oh. so emotional. Or you hadn't picked it out yet. <laughs> no, we picked it out and I couldn't even say Layla. I couldn't speak it because I was so emotional and I was so in love with Layla. Um, and I didn't even know her. 
I knew nothing about her. I knew, knew what she was going to become, but I just loved her unconditionally. So the ability to love someone um, and not even know them was just amazing. Like, I love my wife unconditionally, but I knew my wife before I ever cared to love her in a romantic way and wanted to marry her, where this child is born and I don't, she's done nothing. She's done nothing to me, but I will love her and protect her for the rest of my life. And so that's the coolest feeling to just love Layla and Dodge in such a way that I've never loved anyone before. Hmm. Like that is extremely rewarding. And when my kids just tell me they love me for no reason, it's, hmm. it's fun. How has, um, I like that. That's very good. And that's, uh, that's a powerful testimony there really. And I hope that, I hope all of the fathers listening can identify with what you just said. Um, I'm getting toward the end of my questions here, but I wanted to ask this one too. Father's Day is the day we celebrate our fathers here on on Earth, or father figures, whatever you want to want to say there. But um, how how do we honor? How can people honor their heavenly Father on Father's Day? That's a weird question. We don't hear that a lot, and we're not really talking about it on Sunday either. But it always kind of puzzles me that we have Father's Day. And we talk about having a Heavenly Father. And for many people, God is the only Father they can actually count on. Yeah. But we don't actually talk about how we honor Him. So how would you answer that question? Well, a practical thing that comes to mind is write God a letter. Um, you like to write letters? Sometimes. I think writing someone... Well, I have to, we have some young people. We have to explain what is an actual <laughs> oh, letter. they understand. Yeah, oh, I think, they do? I think you, you're sounding like an old fart right yeah, now. I like, to, I like to rag on millennials if I possibly can. Oh, well, there's Jen... Gen Xers now, too. Uh, or not Gen Xers, excuse me, Generation Gen Xers C. is my Gen- generation. Yeah. Anyway, write a letter, yeah. Write a letter of thanks to God as a father, what he's He's done for you and how he is, has always been there for you. I think that's a, a great way to honor God um, as a father figure. And I mean, the it's a, a, a simple answer, but honor God by, by living for him. And, you know, when I was a kid lived in, in under my parents' roof. My dad had, my parents both, but my dad specifically had standards and expectations for us that at the time as a teenager, you think, oh, this is dumb. Why don't I, you know, teenagers do. But at the same time, it's like he was wanting me and my brother to be the best man we can be. And so I could honor my father by living up to the standards that he, he set for me. And so we can do the same for our heavenly father, try to live up to the standards he set for us. And yeah, he's still going to love us through our mistakes, same way my dad does. And um, so, yeah. I like that. Well, that's all the questions I have, I think. I don't know where we're at on the podcast time, but um, I wanted to kind of go through these with Aaron, and uh, I want to wish everybody out there, especially all the fathers, Happy Father's Day, my father as well. And uh, I'll let Aaron have the final word on this podcast. So, Aaron, bring it home. So my final word is, if you're a dad, you need to have dad jokes. Because if you don't have good dad jokes, you're, you're kind of missing a big part of the pie chart of things you need now, as a dad. I kind of signed off already, but I want to jump back in. <laughs> I would like to know, you said that twice I've heard this week. Do you yeah. have any good dad jokes? There's one that I'm thinking of, and I think I'm going to screw it up because I never can remember it right. Um, it has to do with um, pasta. So far, it's, it's kind of weak here. It is. I don't remember it. Something about the, the noodles and impasta. Get it? What do you call a noodle that's an impersonator and impasta? <laughs> that's, that is a good one. Yeah. 
That's but, um, a good one. I don't have any good dad jokes. I need to work on that. You, so hopefully next do. time I'll have good dad jokes. Well, I hope uh, this has been a beneficial listen for you. Um, go Blues. I look forward to the parade tomorrow. But and the Blues are already done playing, Aaron. They are. So, but continue. Go Blues. Uh, and then Saturday, or not Saturday, Sunday's Father's Day. So I hope you have a great Father's Day. Um, we will see you next time. We won't see you, though. You'll listen to us, though.